We'd like to express our appreciation to Fool and Scholar Productions for their generous support of Podtails. Fool and Scholar Productions are the creators of the award-winning sci-fi podcast Vast Horizon. Join agronomist Dr. Nalira Eck as she embarks on a spaceship designed to populate a new solar system and wakes up alone on one of the ship's operating tables. Unable to find anyone else on board the vessel, which has numerous mission-critical problems, it quickly becomes one woman's fight for survival against the vast emptiness of space. Vast Horizon is available for free however you listen to podcasts, so check it out today to experience new things, new skies, and new people. So, tell me about your show. Okay, so Quest Friends is a comedy role-playing podcast all about friendship and family and that fun space in between. My best friends and I play Numenera, a system set one billion years in the future, and we're really more interested in the weird and silly things we can do with that sci-fi setting rather than the rules. For example, our heroes have had a confrontation with an ex-arch-nemesis in Las Vegas Disneyland, and they've also done a dating sim on board an airship that's also the Titanic? And while our plot lines and characters are fun and silly, we also use them to explore themes of companionship, found family, and moving on. How can our old lady wrestler finally move past her husband's death and embrace her daughter? How can our vigilante accountant cope with the loss of a rivalry that's abusive, but has also defined who he is? And how can our curious, insect-loving android learn to let their friends help them, even if terrible memories have convinced them they're dangerous? Because they all can do it. They just need each other's help. The Ninth World is an odd place. College airships manned by walruses, underground theme parks powered by death. The cities of the Sedfast are all rather strange. The Beyond is stranger. If you're able to make your way east of the Black Riage, you'll find the Beyond filled with an assortment of roadside attractions that will amaze and perplex in equal measure. Here, the dozens of skittering legs powering the ladybug feel right at home. After all, in a land where the iron wind can reassemble your very molecules, nothing can really be considered out of place. But as the weeks go on and the landscape continues to change at a dizzying pace, one thing in our view stays clear. A freakishly insectoid-like car carrying one small family as they try to find an artifact like nothing else. Unfortunately, in the beyond, that's like finding a needle in a haystack. So you are all on a road trip. Woo! You're on you're on your college break. Break ended early for you after college, and now now y'all are going on a road trip to stop the apocalypse. Yeah. The apocalypse Apocalypse. There we go. So what this is gonna happen is it's gonna happen very similar to your episode in Fastum. Getting from Zev Gardens to the eastern edge of the Baodeni Forest is not a small task. 
as much as the little legs of the ladybug are going step, step, step as hard as they can, it's going to take you a few weeks to get there. And during that time, you're going to go through the beyond. The beyond is where Ellie's memory largely took place. It is a strange place. It's basically the wilderness. It's the tundra. Before the session started, I described it to everyone as driving through rural Iowa. It's a lot of emptiness, a few small towns that each have their own quirks, and then occasionally just the world's biggest ball of yarn, except in the ninth world, that yarn is probably snakes and will eat you. <laughs> so, the as I said... The world's biggest wheel of eels. <laughs> Wheels! Well, we're off to a good start. So, as I said, the way this is going to run is similar to Tales from Fast, and each of you is going to have a small scene that you can do, basically what you've been up to, a noticeable thing that's taken place between now and when you get there in a few weeks. Now, for those people who like drama, we can imagine the dramas happening in the background. We're not going to get too into it this episode because we've kind of had a tough memory episode behind us. And then let me brood, dad, a tough present arc coming before us. I, I want to say for the audience that even though you have heard this episode, I as a player have not played this episode yet. So I am very scared of <laughs> whatever you guys just know that I don't know. Ooh, boy. And I've talked to you a little bit about what you want to be doing during this trip. And Ellie, I hear you've been worrying. Hopper? Hopper? Yeah? Um, Ellie is in the back of the ladybug gesturing for Hopper to come out of earshot of Shock and Misha. And also out of earshot of the giant mountainous ears. You've just made it on the other end of the Black Riage, and some of the mountains you can see have a giant ear-like shape and funnel in a lot of sounds. Oh my fucking god. And so you can hear them twitch a little bit. That's so disgusting. <laughs> Always have to have body horror, I guess. Yeah, just gotta, gotta get it out early. It's for the best. Hopper was reading a book. He will put it down and join Ellie. So, um... You know, sometimes, um, I don't always 100% know how to, um, parent. Shock and Misha, um, the, you, they, do we need to talk to them? Do they need, like, a curfew, or do we need to, like, split up the, split up the ladybug for sleeping purposes? Um, I'm really not sure how to handle this, and I've been thinking about it a lot. Uh, I, I don't know if you need to handle it. I, 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 I don't think there's anything to handle. I mean, they looks back at Shock and Misha. What are they doing? I, I wanted to say that on the background. I mean, I think it would be better if Shock was doing it, but if not, Misha has their head on Shock's shoulder. I was I was thinking the same thing that Misha's driving and Shock has like fallen asleep on Misha's yes. shoulder. Oh my god! Ellie gestures with both hands out, like, see? Hopper gives a soft smile at seeing them like cuddling together. I think they'll figure out whatever they need to figure out when the time is right. I mean, I don't- But they kissed, and last time I kissed a man, I got him pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> Hopper thinks about this. <laughs> looks back at Shock and Misha. Looks back at Ellie. <laughs> keeps thinking about it. <laughs> and says- I know that was a surprise to you, and I think they should be, um, <laughs> safe in whatever they 
Do they know do, things? Do I need to tell I, them things? I, no, they don't know things. I can say that. It's <laughs> pretty certain. I didn't know things either. And I'm just not sure if maybe we should, um, if we need to tell them things before they need to know things. What would you tell them? I don't know. I, I, I. Hang on. Let me check a, let me check an inventory that I have. <laughs> um. <laughs> Look, if you'd like, I can check out a new book from Library Access tomorrow. Um, maybe there's one on how to talk to androids about things and also <laughs> humans about things. There's got to be a book that has both of that, right? If you really want to. I mean, again, I don't think it's any of... Maybe we should just check out the book and then, like, put it where they'll find it. <laughs> They're going to ask you questions, though. Well, I just don't... Um want to be aggressive about it i just want to make sure that i don't end up as a grandmother oh my god this is so fan fiction bring in the fan art i guess ellie has spiraled you need to understand her <laughs> sensing ellie just completely spiraling will put two hands on her shoulders and say listen listen everything will be fine i don't think that's going to be an issue but we can do some research and figure out if it is, and if it will make you feel better, we can talk to them. <laughs> okay. But I really don't think it's- I, I don't think you need to be worrying. Okay. Um, let me just- let me just hype myself up, and then I'll get it all out. Um, shock, Misha! Hmm? Oh, it's happening now! I didn't mean it's happening now! I meant let's read a book and then talk to- You can keep talking, but Hopper's gonna keep talking over you. Like, oh, it's happening now! I didn't think that it would ever happen, but it's happening now. <laughs> did, did you say something, L.E.B.? Yes. I said your names. Oh. Uh, what's wrong? Um, sometimes... When people love e or like each other very much or sometimes just meet and think that they look nice, they do things and then, um, don't have babies. Don't. Uh, Hopper's gonna give you a book. Oh my god. <laughs> That's in character. Hopper's face is in his hands now. And then, and then she's gonna like squish up her shoulders into kind of her hat and just like sidle behind Hopper. If you're talking about sex, I, I know what that is. What? Hopper looks up from in between his hands and just stares at Shaw. Is, is, is it the same as kissing? Is it the same as what we did back in the prodigious? Kissing leads to the dark times. Uh, alright, you know what, just... <clears throat> Misha, do you remember when we were in that Rulettia hotel room and you asked why there would only be one <laughs> bed for two people? Oh, yes, I am still a little bit confused about it. <laughs> it's for human reproduction purposes. <laughs> <laughs> I will make sure to, to look extensively into this in the data sphere. You can if you'd like, but also, if you have any questions about anything at any time, you, you can, can ask, ask Hopper. Me. <laughs> Speaking of which, Hopper Scotch. Why are you looking at me like that? You sit five feet apart from Sarah, you understand me? Well, Sarah's not here. No, later on. When you go back to see her, because I know you will. Uh, yeah, but why? Wh what? Just, you were talking, and then I started thinking about that. And, and honestly, I don't know whether I should talk to you about not hurting her or her not hurting you. 
And I would never hurt Sarah. Oh. Ellie, having finished spiraling and then just hearing that, will just like flump onto him and then like pretend that she wasn't hugging, pat his back and go like sit a little bit scrunched up back to where she was. Calculations finished. I have 13,469 articles related to the topic of sex. I will list them in alphabetical order so you know which one is the most beneficial one for you. Cubo, no! (laughs) Please proceed. And we move on. Yes. We move on. We're, we're further out in the beyond. It's it's a few days later. If we're looking through the car, we can see that Ellie is now reading a book on robot adolescence, your static body, and you. Um, We're tearing up. We are now level five, the second to last tier. So what new skills and new abilities, abilities being unique things you can do, does Ellie now have? So the only one that I cared about was the special one that I picked that you told me I couldn't pick last time, which was Experience Defender, because it gives me plus one to armor. Do it, do it, do it, do it. And I did it just because I knew it would make you mad. I didn't even need it. Do it. <laughs> so we move on from Ali and we can... <laughs> We can see in the in the center of the ladybug, potentially even on the top of the vehicle, Ness triumphantly slaps two cards on the ground in front of Shock. I've got a pair. I I don't know if I actually have anything. Do do you have any any fives? <laughs> any fives? Go fetch. Oh, and Shock gets up slightly to go draw another card from the deck. So. I imagine what happened was Shock was just sort of absentmindedly staring off into the distance and playing with his cards that he uses for for magic tricks, just messing around with him, not actually doing anything specific. When Ness came up and suggested they do something more interesting with the cards. This is boring. Well, is it a game? No, I use these to train my magical abilities. Wow, that sounds really, really, really not interesting. What if we played a game? Okay. And that was how it went. Just okay. <laughs> what games do you know? All of them. I know Wicker Snackers and Mama Knows. And... and then cutting back, I guess, to the middle of their uh, their round of Go Fetch. Shock says, you know, I thank you for, for coming with us. It means a lot to me. Why? Because we're on a dangerous journey. We left behind most of the people we know and love. I didn't really know them. <laughs> that's that's true. I just, I appreciate that you are willing to stick with us, even though we're driving off into the beyond, and I, I have already failed to, uh, to help you out once when you were on your own. Why did you take me from Keith? You mean off, off the street? Yeah. You were hurt. You needed help. Yeah, but like, what does it matter to you? I mean, you were hurt. I didn't want to leave someone just alone. I, uh... I, I know it's, it's kind of kind of awful to be left on your own, so I want to help you. Do you have any nines? 
Yeah, I got two of them here. If you have two of them, you have a pair. Why isn't it down on the table? <laughs> I feel like I misunderstood the rules of this game. The rules are if you have two of something, you put them down on the table. They're very simple, Shock. You would not last in the key underground to play and go fetch for your livelihood like I have done. And so they continue to play through the night and through the morning. Shock not really understanding and Ness, despite being the kind of person who would claim he would take that to his advantage, always actually helping Shock out with the rules. And during this time, Shock, I don't know, a screen pops up. Some tells us what your new abilities are. Tell me about your new abilities. So Shock, in between, you know, the riveting rounds of Go Fetch and staring out the window, definitely not brooding, he's actually been busy working. Two things specifically. Ever trying to increase his spellbook, he grabbed a bit of Argent from the wreckage and has been trying to extract some of its properties. The full abilities of Argent are something probably well beyond shock at this point, but he did manage to sort of extrapolate a rather interesting uh, space ability even though the time powers aren't quite working out just yet. And so Shock has gained the ability Teleportation. I now have the ability to instantaneously transmit myself to any location that I have seen or been to, no matter the distance. Instead of applying effort to decrease the difficulty, I can instead apply effort to bring other people with me, with each level of effort bringing up to three additional targets, which is quite handy for our party size. I think that out of character, we had ruled that this takes time to build up, uh, say 10 minutes or so. Yeah, so the changes are, it doesn't cost a whole lot more to bring more people because you have four other people with you. Don't forget about Ness. I exist. If he hides in my pocket, we get in free. <laughs> and then, yeah, we argued that it takes about 10 minutes. Yes, we, we've unlocked fast travel. Basically, yeah. We can go back anywhere we've been. And as Shock works on this, he'll probably have mentioned at some point to the uh, rest of the party, uh, teleportation. That way, if we really need to, we can get back to someplace. We've been really fast. Hopper would be like, you extracted that from Argent? Yes and no. I took pieces of it and used it with the connection I already have with my nano spirits. And we took something of that, made a new chip for my spell book. Huh. He will get out his little like Atlas book and he's going to scribble that down and mutter to himself something like maybe Sarah could fix it. <laughs> And then my other main ability coming from my focus is that he vaguely remembers distantly as a child having something like this before where when he spoke it was to a lot of people all at once but he was eventually taught to be quieter Aww. and not bother everyone all the time. But now Shock can send out a lot more feelers at once. Specifically, this is the ability Information Gathering. He can speak telepathically with any or all machines within one mile, or 1.6 kilometers, and can ask one basic question about themselves or anything happening near them and receive a simple answer. Um, like, say, if you were looking for someone or something specifically, you could ask, where is this? And if the creature is near, one or more machines probably have the answer. That's fun. Neato. And also during this time, a skill is building. Each night, each pass of the Go Fetch cards, Shock is learning something else. Yes. So in those last few minutes before the party left Zev Garden, Shock spoke to Myra and Sunny because they, they specialized in the mind asking them if they knew any techniques that he could use to defend his mind against forcible control by Lowell, so that could never happen again. 
And while they couldn't obviously give him a lot of direct instruction, they told him how he could practice. They had mentioned specifically that uh, Sonny had said she could never get a read on Goldstone. <laughs> it always felt like he was thinking about some sort of inane nonsense, like running through Powerball numbers in his head at all times. Oh my God. God. Trying to calculate probabilities that did not exist, that sort of thing. And so the technique that Shock is building is a technique essentially of counting his go-fetch cards, keeping this mundane routine in the back of his head to serve as a sort of shield and help him better resist Lowell's control in the future. That's, that's my skill. I'm trained in resisting telepathic intrusion, I think is the wording we decided on. And Ness has no idea when after the last round he turns to shock and says look i can't really say i've hit the lottery with weird wizard kid confused android sad cowboy and metal old lady actually she's pretty cool i'll give it metal old lady a pass you have one cool friend two cool friends because misha is nice but if these are the cards that i have then i don't mind playing them I have a pair. Hello, and welcome to the announcement break for Quest Friends, episode 58. Oh, I just almost said crime and courtship. We're not doing that anymore. Episode 58, Tales from the Beyond. No parts. This is a single parter. It's it's a transition episode. I am Kyle, your GM, and our intro song is Friends by Miracle of Sound. Jumping straight into things today, we've got a Patreon shout out from an NPC. So without any further ado, I will let the NPC do the shout out. This is the Great Vespari's time to shine. You see, I, the Great Vespari, was requested by Patreon backer B, who you can find at Ilgacasa on Twitter and Tumblr. That's spelled I-L-G-A-K-A-S-A. And B wants me to remind everyone that in these hazardous times, it's important to stay safe, check up on your loved ones, and if you do have some extra time that you're just not sure what to do with, trying a new hobby or skill such as magic tricks or pyromancy is a fantastic way to help you some of that time. But of course, it's important to remember that these kinds of things should be only done for yourself, and if you find yourself unable to be productive, that is no way of failing on yourself. Do what is best for you, which includes, most importantly of all, to wash your hands for 20 seconds after being outside. Oh, and I'm supposed to say ace and arrow rights. Of course, ace and arrow rights. Emily, uh, th well, okay, thank you, Vespari, but also importantly, I could hear Emily Wu at that last comment from across the like entire apartment which 
makes me realize just how loud I am now at 11.55 at night, two hours after our quiet times at the apartment. Hope the neighbor, the neighbors, are, the neighbors are definitely used to it at this point. Thanks again so much, B, for supporting us on Patreon. Again, these NPC shoutouts go to any subscriber on patreon.com slash questfriends who subscribes at a $5 level or above. But you know all about our Patreon. We had a special episode about it last week. We mentioned it a few times in this episode. And so while I always would absolutely love it if you could support us on Patreon, and I think we have the content to really justify those subscriptions, I know that's not an option for everyone. So I would also encourage you to take a look at the links below. And if you can't follow us on Patreon, Take a look at our social media, specifically our Facebook, our Twitter, and our Tumblr. And if you use any of those social medias, just follow along. For the upcoming arc, actually for a session that we're recording on the 13th, I'm going to be doing something pretty special. And to make sure I don't just limit it to one social media like I did for the NPC showdown, I'm going to have this be open on all social media. So it will be available on Facebook, on Twitter, on Tumblr. There might be a non-social media option, but if you follow us on one of our social media handles, again, that's Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, you'll be able to learn about this listener input thing I'm doing pretty much as soon as possible. All right, that's all I've got for you today. Our next episode, One Neon Night Part 1, will be releasing in two weeks on Monday, June 8th. I'll see you then. So, Hopper, we're going to talk about all the ways you lose might points over these couple of weeks. Yeah. Oh, no! <laughs> oh, God, why? <laughs> An error when putting on the defibrillator accidentally just cuts you in the finger a little bit. It's like a paper cut. Cool. There was the time you went through the desert, and there were just the little mole snakes that started poking out of the ground. They got one of the tires... You volunteered to fix that. T tires? Sorry. They got one of the legs. You volunteered to repair that and lost a boot in the process. No, no. Did I get I, it back? I think we just, we just expanded on the cannon. <laughs> there are rubber boots on the bottoms of these legs, but we call tires. <laughs> <laughs> Did you mean to say there was a snake in that boot? <laughs> so we got, no! we got snake boots. We got mechanical issues. And let's not even get started on the sand sirens. But there's been a different project during all this time, during all this weeks, that has been taking up most of Hop's might and most of his intellect points. Uh, before we get to that, I want to talk about what some of your level ups are. So while working on this project, you have been able to use Mako's defibrillator arm. It has a few benefits. 
normal combat with your fists is one step easier. Just punching someone with your fist is one step easier. Okay. It has the ability to shoot enemies at long range. This is a concise beam. This is like a sniper shot, basically. Okay. Additionally, when you put it on, it helps with small, basically sleight of hand, things that require maneuvering with your one hand. In addition to having things helping with getting rid of the spiders, Mako has also put in the MOS, the Mako OS, or Maz. And the Maz system, it's like your Iron Man and, and he's, your, he's your Jarvis. Not as complicated, it's not a full operating system, but it does have a fair amount of information in it. So you have that. That's a new item that you have. I hope you wrote down all the rules because I did not. I just did. But what are the other skills and abilities you've been you've been getting over this time? Well, my tier level up gets me an ability called Punish All the Guilty. <laughs> Anyone that I designate as guilty and I can designate multiple people. And now you can have the Mako Visor yell at everyone being guilty. Oh my god, I can! I can have the Holy Mako Visor! Holy shit, like, like locking in a bunch of targets? God, yes, locking in a bunch of targets because I can attack all foes within immediate range that I have designated as guilty. Holy shit, that's a lot of attacks if we get into a scrub. I'm so excited. Additionally, I have an ability called Snipe, yeah. where if I spend one action aiming in the next round, I can make a precise ranged attack. The difficulty of the attack is decreased by one step, and it inflicts four additional points of damage to whatever the weapon that I'm using is. It's I know. It was meant to be. Yes. <laughs> I think that's it for me. Uh, you get a skill as well. Oh right, I um opted instead of a new one. I made myself specialized in pleasant social interactions and persuasion. Okay, pleasant social interactions and combat, and and neither of those have been very useful to you on this trip. No. Admittedly, when the things started to attack the ladybug, that was helpful. There were many. Many guilty sand moles that day. So many. And also, again, those sand sirens, man, just a headache to deal with. But what has Hop been doing in between all of these mini adventures that he seems to be going on by himself? <laughs> like no one else is around. Hop. In addition to these adventures that he apparently experiences alone, mostly at night when they have like some downtime, he has been sort of sneaking off to do a thing relevant. I made my flex skill. DIY projects, <laughs> but I can make that a real thing if you want. No, like, flex skill is fine. Flex skill every day. <laughs> Hop's just gotten a new hobby for three weeks. Yeah, basically. And he's using the new defibrillator arm to help with like the smaller, more precise tasks. And he has also been reading a book that he got from Library Access called Building Safety Codes in Miniature. <laughs> and he consults it a lot because he wants the ant farm that he is making for Misha to be safe for the ants. And he does not have a lot of knowledge on building things, so he is really trying to make it good. Oh my god. And I'd imagine in some of your more frustrated moments, you'll look to that object that Sarah gave you when she said you could ask for help and be like, Absolutely. Should I? He thinks about it. He reaches for it at one point and then doesn't. And he just kind of mutters to himself under his breath, trying to remember anything that Sarah said to him at any point on the prodigious that would help him with this specific project. And so and so, how is how is this project going? You know, not as bad as it could. Like, Hop, he, he's been reading a lot during the day and he's got Mako's 
Moss system to help him out. It only goes so far, but like it helps him stabilize things and see like force vectors. I don't know, things that you use in building <laughs> things. And so it's one night before dinner. You manage to sneak off and start working on this project. You are right by what what big the beyond thing are people by? What what's a cool thing we are by? A water park. Okay, you're by you're by the water perk. <laughs> A water park exclusive to Patreon subscribers. God damn it. Wish you can support us on Quest Friends at Patreon.com. You too can go to the water perk. It's one of the only places you can get a good old fashioned ball <laughs> per cat dag. <laughs> so you're you're right next to the water perk and you finish it. At least you think you do. He's not sure, so he studies it a lot, and he goes to maybe tweak a thing. And then doesn't want to tweak the thing in case he ruins the thing. So he took a while to think about it. But he was like, no, I guess it's done. So he's like holding it behind his back. And he's like, <clears throat> um, hey, Misha, are you are you busy? Oh, hello, Simon Scotch. No, I am never busy for a friend. Um, I know that I thanked you for my hat, but it looks very good on you, by the way. Thank you. I... I really love it, and it really helped me out, even though it didn't seem like it at the time. So I, um, <clears throat> I know that you have these balls of ants, and I don't know if the balls are viable for long-term storage or how they work. So um, I thought, you know, maybe they'd like a, <clears throat> a, a different home. And he takes it up from behind his back and holds it. And before Misha can even respond, he's already like, I made it myself without, like, Sarah's help or anybody knowledgeable, so I don't actually know if it's safe. You might want to just keep the ants in the balls. I don't know, maybe they're happy there. You know, maybe it is viable long-term storage, but maybe they want to shake things up. Maybe they want it to be different. And I don't know. And an ant is already inside of it. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say that that Misha was going to, like, slightly push, like, off-camera, I guess, put the balls inside the, inside the farm as, as Hope was talking, and they were just, like, going all at it. Like, they were all about that life in the farm. <laughs> What does the ant farm look like? The ant farm. I was thinking it looks like a little house, but like big, like big for ants, not, not necessarily big, but like it has glass and it has a lot of different tunnels and things that they can dig in and it's just like full of dirt. But I was imagining that it has some like things that maybe Hop thought were unfinished things, but work as like slides and like <laughs> things for the ants to like just, just have fun. That's a laundry chute. I didn't know if they needed to do laundry. <laughs> it's their own water perk. <laughs> and, and yeah, Misha is going to be really excited and say, oh, I was worried about, about the ants myself because I also felt like they weren't really happy just in the bowl. And I was, I was thinking of ways to make them happier. And this is just perfect, Simon Scotch. This is one of the best gifts I've ever received in my life. I'm glad you like it. I do. And I think my ants like it too. Thank you very much. Y you're welcome. He like holds it out. Oh, and another thing. Um, Kyle, we had talked about this, but not in a while because I just remembered it. Sarah's got those mini things. Yeah, things that make things bigger or small. They don't have a name. Mini dots. That's what we'll call them. Oh. Sarah made these. I have one on my shield so I can keep it in my pocket and then make it bigger when I need. So I thought if we attached this to the ant farm, it could fit in your pocket like the balls did. They will be even smaller ants. <laughs> oh. I, I really like this. Simon, thank you very much. 
I like to, to have it. Maybe Misha ha uh, will put it. Like, if there's a way to, like, pin it or something so that they have it, like, hanging by where, if like... they try to do that, Hop will pull, like, a safety pin out of the little office compartment in his hat. Oh. And he'll hand it to Misha to be able to... Yes! And the scarf will keep it safe and snug if you pin it at the scarf. Oh my god, yes! It will be pinned in the scarf! The scarf does not mind. The scarf is a little hesitant when it sees the pin at first, but then it like relaxes and it, it's like, it's it's a scarf. The pin won't hurt it. Yeah. And so it keeps the little ant farm safe and sound. Misha will, in any case, pet the scarf a little <laughs> bit as they are putting the pin to know, <laughs> let it know that it's okay. This is adorable. All right. So Hopper, Misha, and Misha's House of Ants, which sounds like a really bad sitcom. What is this? A farm for ants? <laughs> All make all make their way to dinner. Who cooks? Do any of you cook? Can any of you cook? Who cooks? Misha does not. Misha is absolutely not on the on the plate. People to cook. Hopper can cook. Please. I mean, Shock can cook, but I'm not sure it's what other people would call cooking. Shock, what's on the menu for tonight? Well, like Threat. he set some snares for some uh, hair bits. Hair bits. I hate it. <laughs> They're little toupees. It sounds like bits of hair. Why did you name it that? <laughs> it's too late now. I can't undo who I am. Anyway, they're currently roasting over a fire. There isn't much more to it than that. Like they'll, they're like the meat is like clean, so that it's not like just just biting into animal carcass. But you know, okay, it's just like roasted game. All right, I'm assuming everyone's polite about it, except for Ness, who just either loves it or claims to hate it. Ness <laughs> hates it. <laughs> <laughs> He doesn't need to eat. He just likes to do it. He likes snacks and naps. So he like will look at the hair bit and go, the fuck is this? It's a pretty common animal to find out here. I used to catch these all the time when I was wandering on my great journey west across these plains. I mean, yeah, I know that. Why is it over a fire here as if we're going to eat it? <laughs> because we are. I never thought I'd miss the boat. <laughs> Shock just makes that pouty like dipper face. <laughs> Ellie says, it's not that bad. And then mouths, it's that bad. Whenever Shock turns his face. Ness mouths back a very exaggerated, I know, right? <laughs> Except he accidentally says it out loud. <laughs> <laughs> and this, this disaster, it just happens every night. It's, it's, this is every night. Every single one. Does Hopper know how to cook? Hopper knows how to cook. Hopper's already a chef, man. He's good at cooking. It's not an official skill. Just something I imagined he's good at. I want to say that Misha would probably be the only one that unironically compliments the food that, that Shaw cooks. Do we let Misha cook? Honest question. Do you want to let Misha cook? <laughs> not really. Is it like a cycle? Oh yeah, do we do we rotate? Rotate like, in and everyone rounds? just dreads Misha Day. <laughs> everyone dreads every day that's not Hopper's Day. <laughs> uh, it should be specified also that Ness doesn't actually dislike Hop. He just is a dick about saying words. <laughs> but he does like Hop a little bit more after Hop's cooking night because <laughs> Hopper has like spices <laughs> and herbs in a little pouch in his bag. Yeah, so it's it's a delight and as much as Misha hates cooking, they can't help but know that dinner time is a delight. Yeah. Although that might just be because it's so much better than the loneliness after. After dinner ends and the fire goes out, everyone nestles into bed. I'm not sure 
why the quietness bothers you, Misha? It might be because there's no one there. It might just be because this is such an unfamiliar space, or it might be because you're stuck with the new memories that feel like strangers in your mind. It was a peculiar thing that happened when Misha fully stepped into the data sphere in order to become the patron for the prodigious. For just that short period of time, they remembered everything. Every moment, every feeling, every person was all there. And now that Misha's separated, bits and pieces have stayed, but the only thing they really remember is that they did remember. Not quite entirely. There, as I said, are a few things that Misha remembered, which by coincidence, gave Misha two new abilities and one new skill. Misha, what uh, what are your new abilities and skill? Well, so actually, I wouldn't say that the skill did not happen because of that. Okay. So I am now trained in bug handling. So I was thinking that during some of the times that Misha were, was trying to just basically avoid the silence and loneliness that comes when everybody's just asleep. They started playing more with their amps and trying to teach them little tricks, like go fetch a little leaf stick for their amps. It's a little bit hard, but they, they just tried to like make them more like do little things and tricks. So wait, when you when you told them the fetch, were you playing fetch or were you playing the card game go fetch? Both. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes it was playing the card game go fetch. That didn't work as well. Uh, Fetching was a little bit easier because sometimes ants like carrying things and so they put a little <laughs> leaf with some sweet on it and the ants just carry it to the, the wall of ants which was their home. And then later when, when Hop gave Misha the ant farm, they, they trained them into like going into the little slide or like going back and forth and things like that. And so I want them because of that to get them the skill of bug handling. Which is probably not going to be really useful, but I think that is very, that's very fitting for Misha. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. What are the other two? Well, one is, I guess it's called Talk to the Data Sphere, but 2.0, or I don't know what, what the exact name of it is. Basically, for Ari's uh, focus, her tier 5 ability, we gave her at tier 1. So we just made a new tier 5 ability. <laughs> yes, which... Basically, it's, it's, it's improved to what they already do, but instead of just Googling things, they can actually open communication with some instance of static life for a short period of time. So it's a bit like what Shock does with the Nano Spirits, but with like a random piece of thing in the, in the data sphere and they can ask them one thing, right? And then they can either answer or not, depending on what they are asking. Yeah, and they'll actually stick around for as long as you want for the remainder of that scene or that episode. Typically, we'll probably get rid of them after a scene. It all depends. Yeah. But basically, yeah, where Shock can only talk with the nano spirits, now that Misha has really reforged that connection with the data sphere, they are able to basically talk to anyone. If they try to talk with a specific, if they're like, I want to talk to Shock's nano spirits, that's going to be some work. Otherwise, if they want to talk to like a plumber, they can talk to a plumber ghost. Is the famous plumber Mario Mario in the room? Basically, Misha can phone a friend, but it doesn't have to be just the spirits that Shock talks to. So they might be more agreeable. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. It depends on how agreeable Kyle is that day. <laughs> Mario Mario does not have a very uh, verbose vocabulary. <laughs> So you can talk to the Daysphere. What's the other thing you can do? 
The other thing is also related to whatever Misha remembered, which, like, it's funny because they don't really remember exactly what it was, but they just know that some of the things just made them really, like, angry and, like, and like anxious, really. And, and, like, that kind of is manifesting into this new thing. In Like, it basically, they just wanted them to, like, blow up and just leave them alone. And so, because of that, they have this new ability called Concussion, in which they can cause a pulse of concussive force to explode out from a point they choose within long range. The pulse extends out in all directions, up to short range, and everything in the area takes five points of damage, and even if I fail the attack roll, targets in the area take one point of damage. So it's just a grenade. A Misha can explode and hurt everyone around them. Everyone. <laughs> I can pick a point. I can pick a point and explode it. It's so just shell people from long range. <laughs> so Misha is not doing that tonight. Misha is feeling kind of disoriented, though. One of the weird things about going through the beyond is that every time you hit a major site, it's like deja vu, but worse. You feel like you should know where you are and you feel like you do know where you are, but you also can't put any words to it. Oh, boy. So like going by the water perk was not a fun time. And then you just keep seeing that Damn astronaut. Because as you said, you're trying to push something away, and as you, these memories, you can't get a clear emotion out of them or a clear memory, but in all of them, you keep seeing this figure that looks like a mix between like an astronaut and a race car driver and like a pit crew. Interesting. So it's like, it's an astronaut with like overalls oh and then like lines of color. What is this person? And, and the thing is, is that sometimes it feels painful. Sometimes it feels comforting. You don't understand how to feel about it and you don't know how it feels about you. Hmm. How does Misha spend the night alone? Um, I guess usually Misha would spend nights alone before by just exploring the surroundings or whatever, but they don't like doing that anymore because they don't actually want to be away from people. And so I was thinking that either they, they spend it with their balls of ants or, or whatnot, Sometimes they try to see if they can find more information on these quasi-memories, I guess, that they are getting just by looking at random stuff in the data sphere. But it's it's kind of frustrating because they really are not getting anything. And also, they don't really know if they want to know. So sometimes when they think that there's something that might help them figure out what it is, they kind of just not search it. But And that's kind of how they spend it, just looking at things. And, yeah. Memories can haunt you, man. You know, just like how Ness's memory of Shock beating him in Go Fetch is causing him to toss and turn in his sleep tonight. And eventually he just wakes up with a start. That's not a pair! And (laughs) as you get up, Ness, and you were just, you're like, I, because you only have the the, the one now, you're you're like... He's he's been wearing that. (laughs) It changes sometimes. Sometimes it's an ascot. 
Sometimes it's like a sideways sash. Sometimes it's an eye patch. Sometimes it's just a headband. It depends on his mood. Right now it's an eye patch. I love it. Or he was wearing it over both eyes like a sleeping mask, and now it's <laughs> one eye. Your eye is fixed under there, Shock doesn't say because he's not in this scene, but he would if he could. <laughs> I'm sure he has several times, and this has been, nope. <laughs> well, your one eye, for someone, it would open up. For Ness's, it like sparks with life, and basically how bright it is is how open his eyes are. Uh-huh. Because uh, it's little light bulbs, and it brights up, oh. and you like look around like alarmed. It's like waking up from a nightmare when you're falling because it feels like your world is falling down around you and as you're about to get ready from bed you notice misha just i want to say that misha is kind of sitting by where most of everybody is and like it seems like they want to go and like just look around and explore the place but like they also don't want to necessarily do it so it's when like you're restless because like you know that like oh I, I want to be over there but i can't like when you tell a kid like you're not supposed to go there blonde but they really want to go and so they're just like fidgeting a lot ness is like kind of rubbing his eyes. He doesn't need to. He's just rubbing his eyes to like wake up a little bit. And he looks at Misha and goes, what, you got to pee? What's the matter with you? <laughs> oh, uh, hello, friend Ness. I had not noticed you were up. Uh, no, no, I, 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 I do not need to do such things. I just, I, I am sorry if I woke you up. Nah, nah. Shock woke me up. Blair's <laughs> dagger is at Shock's sleeping form. <laughs> I, I would like to imagine that Shock is just completely still, just like just not moving at all. Maybe like that, like the thing where you're like so out, your mouth is just wide open. Yeah, I was thinking that. Yeah, like. like <laughs> <laughs> and Misha would look at Shock and see. Oh well, that is quite a feat for Shock. I don't see him moving a lot. But in any case, it's it's fine. You can go back. I just... There's a lot of things in my mind. And sometimes I just get a little bit restless. Uh, Ness gets up. They don't have a mini fridge, but if they did, he'd be rustling through it for any kind of snack. But preferably leftover pizza. <laughs> so because he doesn't have a mini fridge, he also just kind of starts walking. I'm glad because Misha would have probably scorned at any food snack. <laughs> there was a mini fridge. We don't talk about the mini fridge adventure. That's also in Patreon land. Support us on Patreon. What is in the mini fridge? Become a Patreon to find out. How, how does a mini fridge become a mini friend? Become a mini enemy? Uh, so Ness, after realizing there's just nothing good around will ask Misha, why don't you sleep? It's so fun, Misha. It's so great. I, I don't know if I can, really. I've never done it. You ever tried? I, I guess I have tried to lay still sometimes and close my eyes like human do, do and I, I mean, sometimes I guess I drift off a bit, but nothing like that. And they will point at shock. <laughs> like, <laughs> how do you do it? What? How do you do it? I, I mean, I know you're a different type of machine, but you do sleep. So did you have to learn it or did you just knew it? Nah, I just, I just, I let the air take me. <laughs> it's nice. You know, it's like you're tired of dealing with people. And then if you're asleep, you just don't have to. It's amazing. And then when you wake up, maybe they're gone. <laughs> That's the best possible outcome. Misha will look scared at that. Oh, I do not want them to be gone when I, if I sleep and then I wake up. I don't want people to be gone. I, I, I guess maybe that's why I don't do it. 
You're like afraid people will be gone? Y yes. I mean, um, sometimes I like to walk around and explore things, but lately I'm just scared that maybe I will get lost and maybe I won't find my way back to everybody else. And what if they are just, they just leave and they just don't realize that I'm still wandering off. Look, I don't think you have to worry about this group just, like, leaving. And I don't know you that well, but you seem a lot more capable than Shock, at least. <laughs> <laughs> so you probably wouldn't get lost. You've got, like, maps in your brain, right? Yes, I, I, I do. I suppose I do. I just... I do, I do not know. This place is really strange. Sometimes I feel like I have been here before, and I, I, I don't know if, if I will just get confused if I wander by myself for too long. So I cannot risk just leaving. Or sleeping. Because what if I also get lost while I try to do that? You mean like dreams? I guess. Nightmares? Look, I just I just had one where Shock beat me in Go Fetch. Which is weird because that happened today. And I don't know how he got good at the game. Well, yes, I, I think so. Because for what I understand, nightmares are just... Part of them are bad memories for what I have heard. That's what I don't want to have. Well... Lucky for you, I am a world-class boxer, and he will do those little, like, what are they, like, ah! Put your dukes, bird! <laughs> yeah, exactly, he does that, hopping on, like, one little bootleg. It's a boxer pose for anyone listening. 1920s boxer. Yeah, there we go. And he's like, I am good at a lot of things, and this is one of them. So if you want, and then he plops down in front of Misha. I won't go anywhere. Misha will, will smile and say, oh, I, I would love that. If you stay and just maybe talk for a bit, Ness, thank you. And then after like a little bit of silence, Misha will just turn to Ness and say, did you know I was a whole ship? And look really excited about it. <laughs> I mean, I was there, but no. <laughs> and so a bit of the ways into the trip. The nights Misha had were no longer so lonely. Misha didn't learn how to sleep, learn how to dream, but when they had a friend to spend each night with them, that wasn't necessary anymore. They couldn't remember many things about their life, and knowing that it was just out of reach would stay frustrating. But they remembered what it was like to make and have a friend, and that was more than enough. Also, I have been laughing on and off through this entire thing because I looked back at the Aziraphale equations meme and I didn't realize when I first shared it how simple most of them are. The first one is just the area and circumference of a circle. <laughs> the second one's just the volume of a cone and volume of a cylinder. He's so confused and upset. 
What does happen to Ellen Mike in season three of Stranger Things? Oh no, it's just that they're very annoying at the beginning. Mike's like, a little shit hat. Yeah. He is. They're just It's true. Uh, like everybody's complaints about them are, are legitimate. They're was like, oh, we're leaving to do our own thing over here Constantly. all the time. But it's very bad. Which like I don't know. it felt like a natural thing for them, you know. I'm not sure that things would work quite that way. Between a, machines, well, well, machines don't, generally speaking, produce offspring that way. Hopper gestures at Shock and then looks back at Misha like, see? I do not know if I am capable of this. I have yet to test it. Oh no. Oh, the dark fanfics we just spawned right now in that moment. <laughs> Save some room for Kaladin. Calival, fuck. Because we are. Oh my god. Because I am. Because I am. Stop. No, no, no. No. We'd like to express our appreciation to Fool and Scholar Productions for their generous support of Podtails. Fool and Scholar Productions are the creators of a horror fiction podcast set in the Arctic wastes known as The White Vault. Journey north with an international repair team to locate the source of a mysterious signal. Trapped in the white wastes, the team makes a dark discovery and finds that they might not be alone. What horrors lurk beneath the ice? Find out today on The White Vault. Available however you listen to podcasts.